Good morning, everyone. Can you believe it's almost the end of October? Six more weeks. My youngest daughter's favorite holiday, Rachel, who you met last week. She, um, I mean, I think Christmas actually is, but Halloween with all the candy is just a close second. So for the sake of the recording, it is Monday, the 25th of October, 2010, and we are in week nine of Computers in the Classroom. Today, we are going to have a video share and an app share, and then we're going to basically review our discussion about uh, geo apps, because since Rachel was here yesterday, or last yesterday, it seems like yesterday, on last Monday, I did not have enough time to really do enough direct instruction about that, and looking at the map, a bunch of you, raise your hand, did you successfully, if you put a item on our map, okay, just about half of us did, so we're going to go through that again, and we're going to do some Q&A about that. And we are also going to plan for our activity on Wednesday, because our class is going to be the first to check out a tub of flip video cameras that just got bought by the department. And we're going to do a scavenger hunt activity where you're going to work with a partner and go shoot a fast minute or minute and a half video somewhere on the North Texas campus. And then we're going to upload them and put them in a geomap so that we can see how we can use Google Maps to put this together. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not sure how to do your GeoMap, don't worry. We're going we're gonna to cover that today. That's, we're not going to go further until we, we uh, have everybody feeling comfortable about that. So please make sure you submit your attendance for today on our uh, poll everywhere. And I'm going to share a video that I actually took in Holland, Michigan last week. So. Um, the reason I couldn't be in class and we had an online assignment Wednesday was I was at a conference in Holland. And um, this is a video with a chemistry teacher. How many of you had chemistry in high school? How many of you had a great chemistry teacher? Good for you. Okay, I had a terrible chemistry teacher who was going to retire. He did retire right after he was finished. And I really wish that we had had, um, I'd had just a better uh, introduction to chemistry. This is um, Dale Izinga. I don't know if I'm saying his name right or not, but he is talking about something that is being called the flipped classroom. And I put it on our handout today, a, a post that I put up um, that kind of gives you a little bit more background. Today in more probably high school, but to a degree in elementary school as well, we have a chance to flip the traditional situation where we lecture in class and we do homework at home. And there are two Colorado, other Colorado educators, Jonathan Bergman and Aaron Sams, who have this website um, that's linked on that post called Educational Vodcasting. They're science teachers in Woodland Park, Colorado, which is just by Colorado Springs. Last month, a article was published in the... Telegraph magazine, or newspaper rather, of uh, the UK called Think Tank, Flip Thinking, the New Buzzword Sweeping the U.S. And this is written by Dan Pink, who is a real famous um, author and um, a, a pretty, pretty noted guy. And it was talking about an, another Colorado teacher, Carl Fish, who's doing the same thing. So we're not going to see the whole thing. This was a five-minute video. Uh, this is an example of video like what we're going to be doing next session on Wednesday with our flip cameras, and uh, I, I had just asked Dale if I could interview him. He had been talking about this earlier, 
And, of course, whenever you take a video of anyone, you want to get their permission. Of course, if you're going to be publishing it on YouTube, as I did here, you're going to get their permission. Is it okay for me to do that? Um, but let's uh, listen to what he had to say.
pause, and I'm going to give you um, a minute and a half to talk with your neighbor. So uh, turn and talk with your neighbor. Where do you think this could work the best, um, you know, in school? And is this something, you know, what do you think of this idea, this model of flipping class? Okay, you have a minute and 30 seconds. Chat with your neighbor about that. Chat with your neighbor behind you. <laughs> you have a neighbor behind you today. <laughs> Comments or thoughts? What, what did you say or what did your neighbor say about this concept? What do you see? Most of them have DVD players. And so in Woodland Park, they simply burn DVDs and send them home with kids to watch the DVDs. So in Holland, um, this is the nicest high school I've been at in the United States. I've been in some equivalently nice schools in Shanghai, China, and in Hong Kong. But, wow, this is an incredible school. Grade 6 through 8, laptop initiative, everybody with laptops, um, teachers and kids. So, certainly when everybody's got a laptop, not an issue, you've got the device. But what they're doing in Woodland Park is burning DVDs. And so they're just providing those. And if the kids have a, a DVD player, which how much does a DVD player cost now? Cheap one. Anybody know? 20 bucks, you know, something like that. A lot of people have DVD players. That's how they're um, dealing with that uh, in Woodland Park. Other thoughts or questions or comments? Have you all seen that in, in college? Has anybody done that model for you all where they provided the lecture on video and had, like, labs that you get together and do? What... What classes would you think you'd, like, if you were to look back at your own classes, which ones would you like to have had video? Because you would have probably, either the content was... Yeah, in because when you get home, you can't remember how. Even if you take notes, it's like, oh, I'm going to get something. Right. For me, my statistics classes, my math classes that I had in education were that way. I remember we had, usually, students who weren't... Uh, English language as a, as a first language speakers that would get permission with cassette tapes to record, you know, the instructor. And I remember eyeing her and saying, oh, I could have a copy of that, you know, sometimes. Although just hearing the audio might not be as good as seeing 
a video of it. Well, definitely, right? Because how many times do you need to hear it? Probably more than once, My you know. My always says that when she comes home, she's like, we didn't learn this. It would be nice to be able to say, okay, well, let's go see. <laughs> and let's did I mention the Khan Academy, or have I told you all about the Khan Academy before? I, I need to link this, too. I, it's K-A-H-N. Anyone taking any math class after elementary school should know about this. This gentleman, uh, Sal, I think it's, is it, um, Salman, yeah, Salman Khan. He now has over 1,800 videos, all on YouTube, all free, all indexed on this page, Khan Academy, He's been featured now on Good Morning America in different places. My son, who's taking a, a com combination Algebra 1, Algebra 2 class, had to do something with least common multiple. Does anybody know how to do least common multiple? I did not remember that. It's not like, okay, of course I know how to do the least common multiple. So these are all screencasts. You don't see his face. I'll turn the volume down. Uh, basically, he was starting to tutor a relative, and he realized if I could record what I'm doing and then share it, she could play it as many times as she wanted, and I could also share it with other people, too. And so this has just exploded. And so he is not only on YouTube, but he's also in iTunes, which I'm going to talk about next. And... You know, this is just something that's so readily, wow, I'm doing algebra, I'm doing geometry, I'm doing calculus. He does all the way up. He went to MIT, and my son, who is in seventh grade, learned how to do least common multiple calculations, but not the way he did it. And so many things with math are that way, that there's multiple ways to do it, and maybe, you know, the way your teacher explained it isn't the easiest way for you, doesn't make as much sense. That's Khan Academy. Any other thoughts or comments about about that? Cost of doing this? How much did it cost me to get this video on YouTube since I had an iPhone? Anybody know? It was free. Yeah. You can you can. Uh, how long can videos on YouTube be? Do you know the limit? Used to be 10 minutes, and they just lengthened it this last year to 15. It's usually good to not have it that long, right? Because your brain kind of is done after certainly 10 minutes, maybe even five. So short videos are good. All of the videos on the Khan Academy are, are pretty short. Um, but think about that, 1,800. And it's not just algebra. Um, there's also um, stuff he's got here about biology, um, other kind of science classes, um, just lots and lots of stuff. So and he's just recorded all these at his, at his house, basically. So... I wanted to start with that because I really think, wow, that's a big deal. Flipped model. We could record something and let students um, see that at another time and then actually be interactive when we're in class. And we're going to practice this idea of taking video and then uh, sharing it next class when we use our flipped cameras. I want to, however, talk to you about iTunes U. How many of you have accessed any of the content in iTunes U before? Has anybody accessed this before? I'm going to switch over real quick to my laptop just to kind of show you what this looks like on, um, on an iPhone or um, an iPod Touch.
we have been watching several presentations for the K-12 online conference, which is in its second week this week. And when you go to a presentation for the conference, it is available in an embedded version, which you can play here in your web browser. And that is awesome, and that is great, but I don't think that's nearly as powerful as being able to have it on a mobile device that's in your pocket. So when, when you have a mobile device of some kind, um, what you're able to do is download these things to your um, device. And that's what I'm going to show you how to do on the computer. There's my music writing over here today. Um, so I'm going to go to um, my More button here, and I have a link that says iTunes U. So I have downloaded 16 different episodes from, in this case, just the K-12 conference. And you can see the ones that I haven't listened to have dots by them. There's a lot of them. Um, but I have listened to some. And one of them that I just watched this morning was this Ben and Ben show. These are two high school seniors in Yarmouth, Maine, and they have their own web show, which they created. And um, they... Did a, did a presentation talking about their show. Being able to have content like this and sharing it on a device that you can listen to wherever you happen to be. You don't have to be connected to the Internet. Um, you know, you can just push, push here and hit pause. I can rewind. The possibilities of this are really, really phenomenal. So what I'm going to do now is just show you on the computer, and you can feel free to launch this on your uh, computer. I requested, because they didn't have this installed on the computers, that they put iTunes on your computer. And if you want to launch iTunes right now to check, out, check this out, you can, or if you just want to watch, you can. Um, you'll go to All Programs, and you'll go to the folder called iTunes, and you'll be able to launch iTunes here. Um, before I go into iTunes, I'm just going to point out that, of course, Apple is a corporation. In 2007, I was at Macworld for the announcement of the iPhone, and I was working for AT&T at the time, which was part of Singular. It was really exciting. And at the very end of the, of the presentation, Steve Jobs said, oh, and by the way, we're no longer Apple Computer. We're called Apple. Thank you for coming. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What's just, what just happened? I thought this was a computer company. Well, Apple already in 2007 was making more money off iTunes and the downloads for music at the time, files. Now, of course, there's, there's TV, there's uh, movies, all this other, other stuff. So I personally really think iTunes U is a wonderful thing, but I do get Apple's motivation because they would love it for all of us to have Apple devices and for all of us to have iTunes on our computers. Um, I think it's important to share content in more places because not everybody's going to have an iPod Touch or an iPhone or, or an iPad or whatever. Um, it's important to share things other ways. So it's on you, things are on YouTube, they're on other websites, that's good. But iTunes U is, is a pretty amazing uh, thing. And when you go to um, iTunes and you go to the iTunes store, I'm going to just click on the home button, and I have no idea what will come up. I'm sure it's going to be ads for, you know, the latest. Oh, there's the latest Pixar, okay. Up here at the top on these um, breadcrumb links, there's a link that says iTunes U. And I can go ahead and click this, and there are all kinds of educational presentations which are shared by universities 
but also by other kinds of entities that are providing educational content. If I click on the little arrow here, I can go down and choose my topic. We've been talking about math, so I'll go ahead and click mathematics. And, oh, what do we see here? Khan Academy, yes, they're featuring lots of different things because you can see Khan Academy presentations within calculus and algebra and differential equations. All these things are organized in um, these different, basically, channels. So if I click on one of those, it's going to load up and show me the presentations. And so inside this calculus one, which I did take calculus in college, but I could not work a calculus derivative for you right now. If you promise to give me a, you know, key lime, a fresh key lime pie, I would be real motivated, but I don't think I could do it. There's 125 presentations just inside that particular category um, of, of that channel. So uh, we could go to other things, like let's go to literature. And um, they have things that are going to be new and things that are featured. And you can also search through um, the available podcasts. And you can click on See All, and you'll be able to search for them. Um, actually, I should have clicked on this. Yeah, here's this first one. This is called um, Lit to Go. So does he, who wrote Huckleberry Finn? Mark Twain. His real name was Sam Clemens. And his stuff is in the public domain because he wrote it uh, quite a while ago, and it's no longer copyrighted. So there's a project. Uh, I, I don't know if that – I don't remember what USF stands for. It says it's a collaboration. I think it, it is a Florida school. University of South Florida, College of Education. So they have people who have read every chapter of Huckleberry Finn. So if you were going to study Huckleberry Finn, your kids could download the audiobook version for free and listen to it on their computers, or even better, if they have a device that's a mobile device, they could download those um, to go to their to their device. So if I want one of these things, it says price is free. I go ahead and click on it. I'm, I didn't log in actually here. It just went ahead and downloaded it, um, which, was, which was nice. Um, if you need to have an account or you set up an account, particularly like we have accounts for our kids, it's good to know that you don't have to put a credit card with it. You can just get a gift card and you can create an account that has it's attached to that gift card, and then that person who might be six years old or however old they might be, they don't start charging your credit card with additional money. It's just tied to the gift card account, and if they use it all, you can recharge it, or, you know, there's a lot of free content that you can get. In fact, I think all the content in iTunes U is free. I don't think there's a single thing in here that you pay for. So over here on the K-12 online conference site, um, I'm pretty excited. We've had podcast channels that you can subscribe to, but this is the first year that we're on iTunes U. So when you click on iTunes U, there's a, a link here that will directly take you into iTunes. And if iTunes is not running already, it will uh, ask you, do you want to load iTunes? You say yes, and, and here it is. Now, this is we're not a, a um, nonprofit organization. We're just a bunch of volunteers. So we couldn't have our own channel. So these breadcrumbs at the top tell you where this is. This is actually on Arizona's state platform, and they've got a section called Professional Development, and here's where the K-12 online conference is. But all of these presentations are there, and you can see the difference that some of them have a little T 
TV screen, meaning that it's the video version, and the other one does not, and that means it's the audio-only version. Um, hopefully in the upcoming uh, months, we're going to be loading all the 170 presentations from prior years so that all that content is here. This is just another way that you can get that content, but it is phenomenal what's available today, and um, what I want to do is just introduce you to iTunes U, make you aware of it, and help you understand it's not just content that might be applicable for you as an educator for professional development. There's also a lot of content that has direct connection to what you might be teaching in your class. And, you know, that Huckleberry Finn audio examples is just one example. Here, um, all these lit-to-go ones, um, if, we, if we go into here, it's all underneath the University of South Florida. And so once you click to their portal, um, you'll be able to see all the different uh, content that they've got. Here it's Halloween, so they've got some Halloween classics. Anybody read Dracula before? I was just hearing a teacher uh, talk about how her, the impact that her, t her teacher reading Dracula to them had made, you know, just on her own love of literature and enjoying, you know, hearing um, literature read out loud. So it depends on the copyright, and if things are copyrighted, then, you know, they're going to be sold. But if things have passed out of the copyright, then um, there's going to be possibilities of, of doing things like um, having free audiobooks of, of those available. So get Frankenstein, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dracula, uh, any of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you've got it to be able to uh, listen to and um, be able to use. So... That is your app share for today and your video. And um, just encourage you to check that out. And if I could, I would have all of us have an iPod Touch at a minimum. I mean, I'd love it if everyone had their own laptop. I only know really of two, well, there's, there's only a few colleges really that are requiring um, everybody to have a laptop and an iPod Touch and an uh, iPhone. Oklahoma Christian University that's right by where I live in Oklahoma City, in Edmond is one, Abilene Christian is another one too. Um, I really wish that I had, you know, a, at least five of these that I could use when I'm teaching my, my fifth graders on Sundays, because um, there's just so, there's so much that, that we can do um, with that kind of a tool. Any questions or comments about iTunes U or about, about any of that? Hearing none, what I would like to do now is go ahead and switch gears and let's talk a little bit about our um, GeoMap assignment. And on your outline for today, we've got a link that goes to uh, GeoApps and we've also got the link that goes to our shared place. And so I really feel like I have not spend enough time kind of going through these steps. And so I'm totally willing and, and, and good to answer any questions that you have about GeoApps and about the Google Map. But 
what I'm thinking might be good is if we could get um, a volunteer. Maybe we'll do this in phases, and maybe we'll let the volunteer then select the next volunteer. But, you know, if you really don't want to come up, you don't have to do it. Um, but let's just kind of take us through the steps of, of adding, <coughs> adding place marks um, here. Before we do, we get our first volunteer to come, you know, kind of show us step one. Notice a couple things. First off, I am logged in to my Google account, right? If you are not logged in to your Google account, um, you'll need to be. And I will just do this in Internet Explorer really quick to show how this, what this looks like if we're not logged in. So I have not logged in here. I have made this map public, but I do not have an edit button here. So the first thing that you'll do when you link to our map that has places that we want to visit is you will be clicking Save to my maps, and it's going to ask you to log in. So if you have not created a Google account before, you will need to create an account, and you do not have to have Gmail to do this. A Google account can be created really two ways. One, with a Gmail account, or with another email account that you have that you're going to keep using. I would personally just recommend that you set up a Gmail account, and if you don't even use it for email, that's fine. But the good thing about that is, you know, well, does North Texas give you your email forever? Does anybody know? You have your email forever if you want it here? Or do you have to keep paying the Alumni Association? Or I don't know. Does anybody know? Okay. Hopefully they do. Hopefully you've got it forever and that's like a, a perk of, you know, giving all the money you have to the university that you'll get to keep that email. Um, you can use that email if you want to. It's usually not a good idea to use email. Like let's say right now you have AT&T DSL or you've got – who, who does the – Cox high or the high speed um, dial it. Does Cox do it here in Denton, or where do you get high speed? Who's the cable provider? What's that? Verizon. Verizon does. Okay, so maybe you have an email with Verizon or whoever your high speed internet is. That may not be who you always have your internet with, and you may lose your email address. So. The point is, you, you probably don't want to create this with an account you're going to lose someday. If you've got a Yahoo account or a Hotmail account or a Gmail account, all those things can be used to create an account. But you will do that first, and then you will be able to save this to My Maps. And at that point, you will hopefully um, have your, your map looking a little more like ours, where it has the Edit button. Now remember, I set this up, and I'll set up the one that we'll do on Wednesday too, to collaborate. I said, allow anyone to edit this map. And so this is open to the public, open to the world. If anybody would, you know, who's not in our class could act, would actually come here, yeah, they could put something on. The good thing is we can tell who put on what. So if I click on the, the Royal Hawaiian here, I can see that Megan did the Royal Hawaiian and has that nice. I messed up somebody. That's uh, the one I oh, you did. So that's actually interesting to know because I I found I I looked at my Queenstown one that I put on. So what it does, I guess, is it changes to say who is the last person to edit it because this gives Winona.
credit for Queenstown. And it's really mine. So would someone um, volunteer to basically take us through the first step or two of this, and then you can get somebody else to come up, and I'll assist you. I'm not going to let you, um, you know, just flounder in front, in front of the class. But somebody kind of show us, and this might be somebody who's, got, who's already added something before, so if you're not sure how to do it, that's why we're, we're covering this again. Um, kind of take us through these steps of, because there's a couple ways that we can do this. Somebody be bold. I know that you've, you've got about at least ten of you that have done this. Are you willing to do it? All right. All right. Remind me of your first name. All right. Kristen is going to make the attempt, and we will help you. Because there's several ways to do this, and, and, and both ways are, are going to be right. So. Yes. Good. No, or, or put something out. You can put something <laughs> that is not on the map yet. Yeah. I'll put it when I know for Okay. And I had to put a city and then um, save to. So, like, where in Orlando would you specifically want to I would love to go to Disney, Disney World. Okay, <laughs> so put that in. Go ahead and search for Disney. Um, cause it'll, oh, you it'll, can? Yeah, it'll find the specific... Um, specific place, and I think probably, yeah, the second one, Disney this Resort one, Resort Club. Or maybe just put Disney World all in one word, and in Orlando. What it'll do. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So, your results are over here on the side. And then I had to click on that, and then yeah. hit Save to, and then your map right here. Yes. That's the one you want to save it to. Perfect. Okay, so that is a great way to do it for that very reason that it will basically not only find the, the place and exactly where it is, but he puts that extra stuff in. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives you the address, it has a little picture, all that stuff. So by searching, that's, that's a good way to do it. So yeah, go ahead and save. It won't let me. <laughs> I tried. Ah, yes. So, does anyone have an idea of why it's not linked oh, to that Oh, it yet? says up here it was saved. Oh, it was. Okay. Hopefully it didn't save it like 10 times. So, click, click back, back on maps and now go all the way on the bottom. Yeah, I clicked it like <laughs> <one> <laughs> Okay, so how do we... So, a lot of people wanted so to how do we clean, right? how do we clean that up? Um, oh, edit. Yeah, you got to scroll up to the top first of the map and click edit. And now if you scroll down and you click on it, it will give you a delete yeah. choice there in the corner. Very good. All right. All right, there you go. Awesome. So, <laughs> Kristen, can you select somebody else to come up and um, show us another way? To I don't want to somebody. <laughs> Does anyone want to volunteer? <laughs> okay. All right, that's okay, Kristen. I'll only take a good other volunteer. Right.
talk about how to add that link next because that's one of the elements. I want to show you, you notice how like the Hawaii one is a sun. I want to show you how to change the icon because you can do that. But let's go to your question, which is how to add Wikipedia. So Kristen just added the link to Walt Disney World. There it is. Um, it has a link to the official site, but let's add the link to Wikipedia. So I'm going to go to Wikipedia first and copy the link, and then I'm going to edit it and put it in here. Right? Right. The public one doesn't? Okay. So it may be that you have to make that public. Um, when you copy the link for the article, and, you know, we'll talk at greater length about Wikipedia in our class. Wikipedia is the largest encyclopedia in the world. It's one of the first search results that you get. And a lot of teachers will tell students, don't ever use Wikipedia. It's horrible. Well, we've never told kids, hopefully, to just read one source and believe everything that, that they read there. Um, but this is a good place to get sources. Actually, my son used, described it this way in Holland. He talked in one of my presentations. He said, I kind of use Wikipedia like Google. You know, you don't give Google as your credit. Where did you hear that? Google. You know, it's like saying the library, a friend. No, you've got to be a little more specific than that. Wikipedia can help you get sources. And at the bottom of just about every single article, there will be external links to official websites. There will be references. Some of them will have extensive notes. So you can kind of think of Wikipedia as a good place um, to get resources and to, and to get references. So anyway, we've copied that address. The question is, how do we put it in here? Now, I don't have an edit button on this box. So does anybody have an idea how to, how to be able to edit that box? Okay, we've got, well, it's always a good idea to explore stuff, but it's not under more. We've got to edit the whole map and basically change it into the edit view, just like Kristen did when she was up here and had to delete the, um, the extra ones that she had saved. And that is located here at the top in the corner where it says edit. Once I switch into the editing mode, then look what happened that particular box suddenly became editable, and I could change it. There are three modes here in the editing view for how you can edit, and you will probably want rich text for your assignment. Now, I'm going to show you today how you can put a video in, too, and we're going to do that for fun on Wednesday. But for your assignment um, that you'll get a grade on, you don't have to put videos in, but you do have to put in links. So just like on our blog, you'll type something like, this is the Wikipedia article for Disney World. And then you will highlight what you want to be your link. Using your link tool, you'll click on the chain, and then you will paste in the address. And it makes that linked. Now... In order for that to be visible, you're going to have to click Save. And if your map overall is not showing up when people look at it uh, publicly, you may need to change the 
settings for your map on whether or not it is public or not. So, here under my maps, you can see, well, do you want to pull yours up and come show us? That might be the best way to do it. I'm going to go ahead and I could log out here, but rather than logging out of mine, I'm going to just have you log into uh, Internet Explorer. And this is kind of a, a good technique if you end up needing to have different people log in. They can just be in a different web browser. So, um, yeah, you, you, you should be able to just log in there. Like if you go back to that tab. Yeah, just click sign in. Now, as a technique, too, I will go ahead and switch our video signal over here, so just in case there's a mistake. All right. And also, on the note of logins, please, please make sure that you either restart your computer or shut it down after class, right? Because if you've logged in to your Google account or your Hotmail or anything and you don't log out, the next person that comes into the class may be able to just, you know, open your stuff. So, like for example, this one has, oh wait, no, you can't. <laughs> it may have been that thing about clicking done. Um, tell, describe what was happening before. Oh, well basically I would edit it and I would do whatever you did. Um, and when I looked at it from a public view, you couldn't click on the link. Okay. You, right. Yeah, this is perfect. You've done this just right. It may have been that you hadn't clicked done on the on the map view, because go ahead and close it. We since you logged in, we never clicked the edit button. Right. Once you click the edit button, every time you open it, it doesn't show it in a clickable view. It shows it in an editable view. So by clicking done or not being an edit, it should it should display just like it will for others. Right. I think that was the problem. Like, I would go to my blog, or go to my blog, okay. and it wouldn't come up. And it wouldn't come up? Well, actually, while we've got your map up here, since this one's basically set, let's talk about one more thing, and then we'll, we'll do the, the place marks. Because what you have done here, as long as you've got three, what is it, three Wikipedia articles you need, this is a 100%. All right? She has ten place marks on her map. She's got descriptions, and it, on at least three of these, she's got a link to a Wikipedia article. Perfect assignment. So the other things I'm going to show you about changing the little icon and adding a video, that's extra stuff. You don't have to do that to get 100 on the assignment. But um, you do need to make sure you get the link in the right place. So, Liz, if you'll click up where it says link in the upper right corner above your map, this is probably the number one most confusing thing about this assignment. For almost all the other links that we're going to get, you're just going to go to the top of your browser window. Copy the link. That's the link, right? But Google Maps will not work that way. So where Liz is highlighted now, that is the link that you use on your blog post. And then below that is the, the embed code. And again, I would recommend using Firefox or Safari. It just seems like Internet Explorer messes up when we do the embedding. So is that, is that where you got the link when you did it? And then, do you want to check and see if it works? So go ahead and sign out of your uh, of Gmail.
and then um, you let's go to the blog. So if you just do wiki dot um, ingredients, yeah, and you, that's it. You just click on it, and then go to computers in the classroom resources, and then you can go to the blog. It's, that's okay. Uh, back one more, and the, under course communication tools is the first link. Okay, and then you should be able to scroll down there on the sidebar. Yep. Looks good. Okay. It could have been that you were logged in, um, but that's it. So the only other thing that you'll need to do on this assignment is I'm gonna I'll be creating a quiz item. Um, I'll actually do that today or tomorrow for you to just put in the link on your to your blog post so that I'll be able to get to it. And that's it. Um, everybody give Liz a hand. Should give Kristen a hand too for being brave with. Um, anybody want to ask another question about this, and then I'll show you how to change the placement. Yes. You weren't sure how to write something on it, or? Okay. So when you're in the edit view, again, if I click done, it doesn't let me. But you've got to click edit. And then your pop-up box changes into the editable screen. Yes. Below the title in the description, you can put your text. And you'll want to be on rich text in order to leave a, um, a link, to make a link. Yep, you put it in the box down here. Uh-huh. So, like, I'll say New Zealand is Middle Earth. Exclamation point. Okay. So now that, uh, and I click done. Now when people click on that, they'll see that text. And I could put that link in too. In fact, there's the link to Middle Earth, which is, of course, J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings world. And I'll highlight Middle Earth and make that a link. One of the other things that you can do if you want, and this is optional, you do not have to do this on your map, but it's cool to know that you can, is you can click on the placemark icon, which is this blue, supposed to look like a thumbtack, kind of, well, I don't know, it's not a little thumb. there are thumbtacks, these are thumbtacks. You can make it a thumbtack if you want, okay? And when you save that, then that's, that's what it's going to look like. Um, you can also change it to different kinds of icons. So if we were talking about a touristy place, um, then maybe we would do something that looks like we're, I don't know, this is kind of outdoorsy. There's hiking, okay. So we've got some hikers. So I'll click that, save it, and click done. So now, Queenstown, the icon looks like two hikers. In addition to changing the place marks to the default sort of standard icons that they give you, notice that you can also add an icon. 
so that if you would like to add your own custom icon, you can. And there are all kinds of um, great websites with different icons. I um, I use a website called Delicious, delicious.com, to save my bookmarks and just um, in the tag icons have a lot of uh, different icons. And uh, this is one that I found a while back. It's called IconFinder.com, and um, it's just got tons and tons of icons. So there's 134,000 icons. So if I wanted to, you know, find an icon for hiking, hey, look at that. There's there's a hiking icon, and I could actually download um, that file, save it. And, of course, I've got to figure out where it is on my computer. So it saved it in my users, classroom, downloads, and here it is called hiking. And then I could add the icon. Um, in this case, I'm going to have to actually link to the icon on the Internet instead of downloading it. So I don't know if it was... So here is the actual link to that icon, and I don't know, was that it or not? That doesn't look like hiking. That was biking. Is it on another page, maybe? Well, I guess I can do the same thing. I'm going to right-click and say, view the image, and so here's the actual image. So instead of downloading it to my computer, I link to it, ah, and there it is, my custom icon. I guess they're doing that so that you don't take up space on Google server for this. It just, you know, it links to it. But anyway, it's just a little extra thing that you can do with your icons. Other questions about the Google Map assignment or about the process of getting that customized? Looks like a lot more folks got, their, got theirs added. Last thing I want to point out is you can add a video, and we're going to do this next um, Wednesday. Or actually, we're going, to, um, we're going to do the beginning part of this, and we may end up adding the video a little bit later. But when you edit content onto a um, pop-up box, okay, so here's one for Queenstown. Um, I'll do a little search for Queenstown, New Zealand. Uh, Alright, wouldn't it be great to have that right there inside my map? you can actually click the embed link and copy the embed code here for the video. What I do as a technique is I choose 
not to include related videos? Does anybody know why that would, would be? Many times the embedded videos that you have are um, distracting and not necessarily related to what you're doing. And I'll, we'll talk later in the semester about some other techniques for being able to um, avoid the distractions of related videos that may be uh, included here. Now that I've copied this, I can actually put that into my, um, my pop-up box by editing the HTML. And this code looks scary, but if I simply paste in all that code and click OK and save it, now when I click Queenstown, look at that. Isn't that cool? I not only have my link to the Wikipedia article and the little picture that I put in, I have my own YouTube video that's right there. So not all embed code will work inside the Windows. I've experimented with different things. I'm excited that YouTube is working fine. When I tried this a few years ago for the first time, I don't think that it took embed code. But this is another example of a, a project that students can create, you can create, and um, basically we're just going to do a mini version of this here at uh, UNT um, with our scavenger hunt. But just to give you another experience and opportunity to learn about how to um, how to use Google Maps and how to how to make that happen, how to create these. I think Placemark 2 may be an error, so I'm going to just delete it. Um, also, I don't know if you noticed this, you can reorder these. See how Queenstown's at the top? I can move it down. When you're in the edit mode, you can drag these into a different order. So it just is probably happening that all of these are in the order that they were created. But for your purposes, you may want a different order on your place marks than you end up putting them in, and you can reorder those if you want. All right. Any other questions about your Google Map assignment or about using Google Maps? Is that a little bit better explanation than we had before? I apologize that it was abbreviated. Rachel's guest, guest lecture caused us to not have as much time on that last time. So. All right. So we got about 30 minutes, and uh, what I'd like to do for our last uh, 30 minutes is we're going to talk about our next assignment, which is going to, um, our next class activity, which is going to involve doing a scavenger hunt and having a uh, shared map that we um, put, our, put our videos on that we're going to be doing. On the topic of assignments, my goal is going to be to have all of your assignments that have been turned in to date um, graded by Wednesday. So you'll have feedback on your voice thread as well as your, your tests and all of that. Um, and I'm going to create a quiz for your Google Map. Your Google Map assignment is due Halloween, so um, you need to, to get that finished this week so you'll have a good clear weekend and, and be completely done. Um, with that assignment. And again, I will just have a little quiz that I'll be creating before Wednesday. It'll just say, you know, please paste the link to your blog post with your map. And that's how you'll be turning in that assignment. I have a question. Yes. Were you going to have a quiz for the voice Yes, I will. And I'll have that before Wednesday, too, okay. so that you can uh, turn that in.
Good question. All right. What I'm going to link to now on our uh, class handout or class website is this flip camera scavenger hunt. And I'm going to give you, let me give you a little overview of what we're going to try to do. And then um, I'm going to give you some time with a partner to see some examples and to, to brainstorm. On the first link here, I actually got a link from a friend of mine of a bunch of uh, education scavenger hunts that people have, have used before. Now, let me say, I have not previewed these. I do not know if all of these are appropriate or not. It probably would have been a good idea for me to take a look at those first. Um, basically, the, how many of you have done uh, a camera scavenger hunt before? Has anybody done one of those? What were some of the things you all did in the camera scavenger hunt that you had to go and get? Were they identical for the scavenger yeah, hunts or what they were? Okay, but so you had different places. And did, was there some things that were optional, or did everyone have to do everything? Had to do all of it. Somebody else who's done a scavenger hunt. What? What else? When did you do the scavenger hunt? with some of these scavenger hunts before. I mean, I'm, the reason I decided we would brainstorm it together is one of the things that's, I think, good about a collaborative classroom is that, you know, I have some ideas and I might be kind of creative, but when we put our heads together, we will always come up with something better than one person would come up with alone. So a scavenger hunt, like you described, could, could require everybody to do everything, um, we could do things where we drew um, out of a box, all right, or like there's a technology way to do that too, uh, so that everyone gets a random one, and then this is what you have to go do. This is your assignment. I was, I'm thinking, I was thinking more along those lines, but I'm open to hear what you all think would, would work best. Like if we come up, we'll have probably 12 groups, if everybody's here, because we have 24 people, and you'll work with a partner, and I'm thinking that we'll have a box of ideas, and so everyone will come draw one, and then you and your partner will have to go do that. So it, it probably needs to be something relatively close to Matthews Hall, you know, somewhere here on the campus. Uh, we're going to have an hour and a half uh, in class, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe 45 minutes of that, so we kind of set a watch. You've got 45 minutes, get your video, come back, and then we'll talk about how to turn them in and, you know, that process. I don't know. I was thinking about one, but we could do something maybe where you had to be several. I was, what I was thinking is if everyone did one, then we could come back and then we'll have that map and it kind of covers the campus. So you can kind of have, here's, here's a map and we could do interviews. Like you could, you know, have to interview a certain kind of professor and ask this question or ask a student about such and such or...
go to Well, rather than doing one that's just a photograph, since we have flip cams, oh, yeah. I actually want to do the video part. And um, my thought is, it's real easy to set up a website on Posturus, and it's free to do too, and you can email your videos to it. So that's what I'm thinking um, that I'm going to do with this, is I'll set up a Posturus that will email, and then it can cross-post to YouTube. So anyway. That, that's, that's an issue with this, right? How do you turn it in? How do we turn in the assignment and get everything, um, you know, turned in and also where we could put it on a map? So, basically, on your flip camera page, I have two links. There's a link to those examples, and there's a link to this Etherpad page. Etherpad's only going to let 15 of us log in, so I'd like you to find uh, somebody here that you can chat with. Most of you are sitting next to somebody. Some of you may have to move a little bit. Um, but I'd like for you all to uh, take some time. I'm going to set our uh, timer for, let's give you 12 minutes, and um, if you want to take a look at some of these examples and then put some of your ideas in here, and then we'll talk about this for the last 10 minutes and basically decide what our assignment will look like next time. Because it could be where you and your partner have a chance to get multiple things and it's that kind of you know competition, or it could be focused on one thing. We want you to get a high quality. Maybe you do several versions and then you decide which one is the best. I don't know. I mean, this is something which we could potentially share out. So we'll also want to talk about permission forms, and that may be something that we have a little sheet of paper to say, can we have your permission to record your video and share it on, on YouTube? We're doing a class project and sharing it on YouTube. You know, can we have permission? And that may freak a lot of people out. Some people may be good for that. But if we're going to share it online, we've got to talk about that up front and let everybody know. Okay. Okay, so take 12 minutes, um, talk with somebody about your ideas, and um, if you want it together, take a look at some of those examples, and then let's put some of our ideas here into the Etherpad. Um, yeah, it's the Etherpad that I created. It's linked from our flip camera. Excuse me, scavenger hunt. It's number two. It's that link there. I went ahead and created it. Prepare your ears. Ah, that wasn't this bad. All right. Before we look at, uh, if you haven't typed in, you know, some ideas and thoughts there on the Etherpad, go ahead and scroll through and look at what we have. Um, so overall, what are we thinking about how to set up our our scavenger hunt? probably more fun to have them a challenge of, you know, there's a little more urgency if you've got, you know, a list and then you're trying to get as many of them as you can. Okay? So if you want to integrate um, pictures with videos, you could always have the video of the person finding things. Mm-hmm. Or when they're done finding everything. Right. The, the video can prove right. that you've done such, you know. So, like, all of them don't have to be interviews. They could be a video of you, you know, doing something or, right. you know, getting a drink at the water fountain at such and such. Or, I mean. Ooh, with the ranger, I think we could quiz them as they do 
Somebody summarize the ranger idea. The person who shared it, or what's the ra- what's the ranger idea? the questions to try and you know, tease that out, right? Yeah. How long have they been a fan? You know, the sort of man on the street, woman on the street questions, I mean, that that's a fun that's a fun use of, of video. I mean, we want this to be fun, and we definitely want you to think about what the possibilities are, um, because the chance to say, let's go out and take 45 minutes and collect video that has not been a practical assignment for very long, right? I mean, the department just bought this tub of flips. This is like the first time we've been able to use it. So there's a lot of just possibilities to explore. Well, that's, that's what we're going to decide. I, no, I think you'll, you'll be working with your partner together. So you all will share one flip camera, and you all will be a team together. So that that's a thought. I mean, I had initially thought that we would just have everyone draw something and then go do it. But we, you know, it may be more fun to have a sheet of possibilities and then say, you got 45 minutes, you know, choose the ones that you want to do, get as many of these as you can. Uh-huh, and see who see who can get the most. Do we need a prize? I mean, that's a good thing. We need a prize. Okay, so I'll I'll work on a prize. <laughs> Do we have ideas about prizes? Yeah. Well, I think if we have a list of, it sounds like is the consensus that a list would be more fun rather than just one thing. Okay. Um, so no, we wouldn't all do the same thing since you get to choose with your partner which things on the list that you want to you want to tackle. Right. Right. I mean, when we're doing something like this, it, it probably. I don't know. It might. It would probably be more valuable for for the things that you collect to maybe. You, they, it could be all over the place, right? It could just be kind of scattered. Go get a picture of drinking out of the water fountain. Go, you know, take a uh, ask the person who works in the union, you know, what their favorite part of their job is. But if if it had some um, some common threads, then that might, you know, lead to a more interesting assignment. Like somebody talked about, you know, the most stressful thing about this semester is. Um, I mean, we could you could take that as a topic. You could take stress, and you could ask people to respond to, you know, choose one of these questions. What are the, what are the biggest stresses on your life right now? What are, what are the best ways you have to deal with stress? Um, what's the worst example of you know dealing with stress that you've seen at college? I mean, some when you're talking about video too, stories are powerful. So if your questions actually solicit stories. 
so what do you all think about that? The idea of having an eclectic choice of collect these these things or have a theme. Does anybody like one of those better than another? And maybe we won't award the prize actually in class, you know, Wednesday. Wednesday is going to be the collecting and sharing. And then um, (coughs) we'll have you and your partner (coughs) maybe link to or post. I don't know. What do you you all think about that? How should we decide who wins? By the way, I mean, that's a very schooly thing, a very traditional thing to do. And, And prizes are good, you know. But, I mean, and I'm not... I'm not, we all win and everybody's, I mean, to a degree, we we are going to all be winners. We're all going to learn how to do it. Um, I think you can overplay the competition in almost anything to the point where it's like, you know, the point of this is not just to compete, it's to, it's to also, do you want a food prize or do you want a gift certificate prize or do you want a technology prize? What kind of a prize do you want? Do you want an iTunes card, gift card prize? Oh, you want a course prize? You yeah, want like you want something yeah, extra credit points in the well, class? I want, yeah, I want a exemption. A exemption. Get out of an assignment free right. prize. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, we could certainly do that. Is that what you'd want for the prize? Well, maybe we'll mix it up. I'll, I'll, we'll have some fun. So we'll have some other things. Too. Or you can have like a big, a big hat and put all this. How about you get to pick? You just randomly pick like a. They get to choose. Okay. We have several prizes. All right. So I'll come up with several prizes, and we'll have we'll include some course prizes. It'll be some point-related prizes, or assignment voucher, whatever. All right. Well, this is here. I'm going to be finalizing this before Wednesday. If you want to put any other thoughts into this, feel free. Um, have a great rest of Monday and Tuesday, and we'll see everybody Wednesday. Oh, what do you need to be grading All of your grades will be in on Wednesday. On Wednesday. Yeah, so I'm still waiting through. <laughs>